although some of us are busier like never before, do you still get those calls from customers not really knowing what powder coating is, just knowing that they need it? Do you find it hard to promote your business when no one seems to know what you do? You're not alone. Today, the rubber meets the road when our guest, Kevin Corson, the executive director of the Powder Coating Institute, joins us. We'll cut some inroads as to why the industry seems to suffer from a lack of good PR and what can be done about it. We'll go off the beaten path to discuss how the organization has had difficulty with consumer awareness and how fostering education and supporting innovation will help us all rise. Get ready to level up your powder coder game. Welcome to Roscoe's Powder Coder Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kim Scott, where we interview influencers and talk about trending topics so you can grow your powder coating biz. Today's topic and guest I'm happy to have back for a second time. I can't believe it's been actually over a year uh, that we have had uh, the executive director of Powder Coating Institute, uh, Kevin Corson on the show. Kevin, welcome back to the show. Oh, thanks for having me back. I, I enjoy your podcast. Oh, you do? Thank yes. you. Yes. Um, so we've got a lot to catch up on. I'm, um, I think the last time you came on, uh, it was, it, I think it was over a year ago. We had actually just started uh, the podcast and we went over uh, trends in the industry were rather like, fiscal trends and how busy or slow the industry was having or handling the 2020 uh, pandemic and stuff. So uh, I know you'll be back. We don't quite have all of the figures in. um, So this will actually be talking about education, innovation, and um, the industry, uh, the face of the industry or some of the challenges that we're currently facing in the industry. Um, not not necessarily how much money we're making or how the industry is doing, but some kind of other business um, and PR issues. And I think it's all kind of tied in. And we kind of chatted a little bit before we got started. But um, what prompted me to call you was in this latest issue of um, the Powder Coated Tough magazine, which is actually free. This is the 2020-2022 uh, Buyer's Guide. Uh, this just came out. And then prior to that was this other one, which I still have yet to read the article, but it's troubleshooting and powder coating. So you do talk about, you know, these reoccurring problems or reoccurring um, topics in the industry uh, from a top down level and how to solve them. Um, the powder coated tough is free. You don't have to be a member to get it. I highly recommend you do. And we'll make sure to put a link in the description for you guys uh, so that you can sign up uh, just with an email address. Um, So in this um, uh, editor's or uh, director's note, you talked about embracing change and innovation. And of course, you know, we we do like to hear that kind of topic. There's a lot of headroom for innovation on all and many levels from products, new products to new processes to, um, you know, getting the message out about powder coatings and how awesome they are. 
Uh, so that's um, happy to have you on the show about that. So let's talk about that. You're embracing the change. Do you think there's a lot of people that aren't? I don't know if it's so much that people aren't, but a lot of times uh, until, and I shouldn't say that they're forced into it, but if you have purchased something and you have capital equipment, you want to use it as long as you can before you have to replace it. That is always probably our one of our difficulties that we've had in trying to get people to either convert over from liquid to powder or people doing it. Um, we have seen that there has been changes. Uh, we had a you know, let's say in the 2000s, we had a lot of people changing over and they grabbed at the low hanging fruit that was out there. Now we have some other and there's, like I say, new technology out there for improvements in powder coating and using less powder and all the good things that go with it. But until they have a, a good need to it. So we're seeing a cycle changing. And I think some of the that old equipment is now just plain a wore out and now people have to replace it. So what do you have to look at? Well, let's see what's new then. And right. they're, they're being amazed at what is out there for them. Yeah, uh, it, it, it is incredible. Of course, you know, there's the DIYers like us where we're scouring the internet to find the hacks and tricks and tips and all of that to, to get to even start in the business. Um, and then there's the big capital growers which do have to drop a lot of money into um, and and maybe innovation isn't always on the forefront for them, but but when it comes to equipment, maybe it is. You know, um, I I really I, I think there's a lot. I, I think you're going to see a lot. And the last time that you were on, we talked about how you know right now we're looking at about ten to twelve billion a year in sales, um, the industry is supposedly going to double. I see it, I see that, I didn't see that before. Uh, but in the last year and a half that we've done this podcast, I've interviewed trend um, and covered trend topics uh, from a number of people in our industry, not just in the liquid coatings and in powder coatings and anodizing and all of that. I've had them on the show. We've talked about some of the upcoming trends and I see it much clearer now um, than ever before. So it is kind of hard to, it is shocking when you say that it can double, it has the potential to double, but there's a lot of like headroom, there's a lot of headspace to, to and and a lot of obstacles in in all of that to um, to, to get to that level of doubling our industry. Um, what do you see is the biggest obstacle? There's lots of obstacles. <laughs> um, I. I I it, sometimes I don't know if there's just that huge elephant in the room, to, so to speak, or is a lot of little ones, you know, there, <laughs> everybody's like yourself has to run a business. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm just like it too. Change is hard. Um, I'm one of the old dinosaurs have seen a lot been out there and I keep seeing all this new stuff and I go, wow, where did that come from? Yet it's been out there, you know, and you just haven't yeah. been exposed to it. Yeah. Um, I was talking with one of our members uh, a couple of months ago at an event and they, they brought up a point. They said, Hey, when we first started putting powder on, you know, it would have to be five mils thick to get the proper coverage. Now it's down to two, two and a half. And, and some places going down to one and a half. Um, it, 
there has been those kind of improvements, but is it one of those big splashy things that just also, <laughs> you know, in your face and you go, holy cow. No, it's this gradual type thing. And, you know, just like you, you know, they say you, you put the frog in a, a pot and turn it on and it won't jump out. You know, right. Exactly. You're just yeah. sitting in it all the time. Yet, you know, when you're on the inside of powder coating, and this is what I get, you know, you can tell I'm getting excited already when you're in the inside looking out, you're like, how is it that this industry isn't bigger than it is? It's basically 10% of the overall coatings market. Are we just suffering from a PR crisis here? Or <laughs> is it is it just you're, like you're saying, it's not as shocking, shock and awe. Like, do we need to hire Kim Kardashian uh, to, 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 to PR uh, the powder coating Institute? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, you know, we've been talking, do we have to find some influencers, but uh, that's the next generation. I'm leaving that to someone else. But uh, when you look at the overall market though, there, there is a, you know, it's, we are 10% of the overall coatings market, but then you have to temper yourself because in that coatings market is a liquid market for painting your walls yeah. and your outside of your house, which powder coating right now will never be able to do. You can do it in a factory and send boards pre-coated, right, right. but you can't recoat something in the field. So there is that, you know, if you pare it all down, powder coating in the industrial market is much larger than, than just 10%. So, yeah. uh, and that, that might be a, uh, you gave me an idea here that I think for my end of the year report that we're going to be doing uh, to get our updates, I'm going to see if I can get a breakout on that, you know, because you bring up a real good point that from a PR standpoint, maybe we're not tooting our horn enough. And hello, exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, I guess that's kind of what I try to hint at when I'm in those meetings with you guys. Um, and yet, you know, it is amazing because uh, one of the best articles I ever read about, um, and I, I'll put the link in the description, but it was somebody that, uh, there, there was actually a, uh, I think it's, it was a show on TV. I never watched it. Um, but it was like girl boss, I think was the name of the show. And in order to do the set, they had the standard looking, um, boring lateral, of file cabinets in her office. And somebody had the bright idea to powder coat them three different shades of purple, like, like a light <laughs> purple. And everybody loved them on the show. Everybody was writing about them. And so somebody picked up a blog and did a blog post on that. And I think that what I took away, and I actually quote in my own blog um, about Maui Powder Works is, that once you realize what you can do with powders and powder coating, it opens up a whole new world for you because mm -hmm. I have had so many addicted people come into my shop. They got their rims done, or maybe they had this little part uh, in their office or in their home done. And then once they once they get that done and they see how beautiful it is, they look around and they start to see either what is already powder coated in their garage or their office or their new house or whatever. And then they want to look for new things to powder coat like, oh, well, that's metal. I can powder coat that now. So now I'm going to come back to Maui Powderworks. So it kind of becomes this viral thing. Uh, we have all of the elements from a from a media 
content marketer like myself. We have all of the elements to make powder coatings go viral. Um, we have custom coders creating uh, new Instagram posts every day because every day something new comes into their shop. We don't know what the color is going to be. It could be purple or black, or it could be orange or sparkly or multicolored or whatever. Um, and that's also, and the, you know, so there's new stuff on Instagram all the time. And that's so much content. That's what we need. We need more content. We need to get more people interested in powder coatings, everyday people. Mm -hmm. um, that's always been the message here. But I think that what's even more exciting than, than that is custom coders can go from powder coating linear architectural things like screens on resorts, you know, exterior screens on resorts at today. And then tomorrow they'll be working on a rim or an automotive project or a motorcycle project. That is the, the beauty and the scale that custom coders and the ability, the capabilities that they have, even if they have a small or medium sized oven, they can do these crazy, they can adjust. They're, they're highly adaptable people. And that is so viral and so, you know, can capture a whole new audience uh, because that's the kind of stuff they look for. I think some of the other things too is this thing that the, you know, is called the circular economy. Everybody's talking about it now, but what does it mean? And it really is in essence, what custom coders do. Now, they'll take somebody's rest restoration project or they'll take somebody's new fabrication and they'll do magic with it, you know, and they'll help their local economies. And that's where I think the, the, the message could be for powder coatings is, you know, yeah, we know about the line coders already, they're kind of boring and snoozy because it's all about margins. And yeah, they do a lot of parts and a lot of pieces that we use in everyday products. Um, but maybe it's the custom coders that we could be focusing on more because that's where the excitement happens. That's where you get the customer that wants that crazy concoction of a, you know, iridescent, this and that. I mean, I don't know. Um, something to think about for the powder coating Institute, you know, to get that kind of viral Kim Kardashian thing going. <laughs> um, you know, the other thing is you had an earlier the year, you had an educational uh, focus in um, a powder coated tough magazine. Um, and yeah, we talked about it just before the show, how some, you know, we've got this aging group of people who are we going to bring up? How are we going to bring them up? How are we going to educate them? And maybe some people, there's just too many people with chemistry degrees and there's nowhere to go <laughs> with it. Um, how do you, what was, uh, what was your final take on that article? Well, I, I think there there's in the, I guess, manufacturing industry as a whole, um, and, and it's probably more in the U.S., the, the whole last 20 years as the millennials all were coming to be, they were told 
you know, you have to go to college. You have, that's the only path. And I, and for some cases, I think that was a misdirection. You know, many people went to and got a degree. Was it a degree they were passionate about? Hmm. Maybe not. Was it a degree that they could really find a job very quickly in? Mm, yeah. So they ended up with a lot of debt and struggling. And, you know, we've seen that where as if uh, some good old traditional uh, training programs were out there through technical colleges, teaching them skills, whether it's powder coating, welding, you know, there's a lot of manufacturing things. Um, there are some wages out there for, for uh, good manufacturing help that I think if they would have been taught that, uh, and, and we're hearing it more and more from guidance counselors and, and schools, we're mm -hmm. being approached as an association on it. That's one of the things we're working on. How do we get out there with a training program, let's say to a technical college, you know, how, how do, how do we do it? You know, is it an online course? Is it has to be at a facility that has equipment? You right. know, there's all, all those things that, that we're, we're trying to look at and, and get, uh, in my surveys that I've been doing here the past year and a half, I, I've been asking, hey, what's what's your number one problems? What's keeping you up at night? Number one thing, hands on down, is hiring, finding talent. Okay. There is no question about it. Everybody is struggling with it. And, you know, so we're all trying to figure out how can we get people attracted to this, that this is a damn good industry to be in. You can make yes. a good living. Um, it'll support you and support your family. Um, I've been involved in it almost 40 years in, in the finishing industry, and, and I love it. Um, I find it interesting every day. But like you said before, we don't have a compassion and it's just spreading the word for us. We got to show people that this is an exciting industry and there's, there's work and, you know, I'm not saying you can't do it, you know, just sit around. No, you have to work, but you can, yeah. you can find something and be passionate about it. Yeah. I, I think that there, I believe that there actually are people already in the industry. It's just that maybe they don't have that could share that kind of information or that kind of education because like, how do you, when you have something that's got, you know, grade D rust and, you know, it, it, it's coming in for restoration and you're going to have some outgassing and, you know, how do you, you know, it, it's not just the new stuff that they learned to powder coat. They really need to know it's really based in restoration first, uh, I think, educationally, because that's where the learning actually, the, the minutia learning is how do you handle something that needs restoring? And that is the circular economy. They, they want to recycle, they want, they want you to, because we may not have uh, the new metal or the, you know, they, they wanna limit chemicals, they wanna limit yeah. materials. Uh, it's kind of scary at the same time when you well, think about that. Well, we're, we're seeing, you know, both from, you know, if you want to call it the, the millennial generation that now is they're they're starting to fluff their wings and, and leave home and, and start looking at things. They definitely view the world in a different fashion than I did, mm -hmm. or I do at this time, just from my past history. But we are also seeing the corporations now that from on top, they are insisting on, you know, for their whole processes, they have to start looking at how do they go and be a better steward, whether it's, you know, call it being green, calling it being, yeah. you know, their uh, 
just looking at all the processes and it, it is now starting to come down uh, you know not just it's not just a price anymore they have a mission that their purchasing agents are being told they have to buy and that's where powder coating comes in and fits a really uh, nice fit with them because we can solve a lot of their problems and things that they want and you know to take it to the next step and then yeah down the road uh, after that product is sold if it needs to be recoded and refurbished and all that, yes, it can. Those parts are capable of being uh, in that fashion. Yeah, I think there's a lot of upside. If you're a small coder now and you've got big goals, I think there's a lot of upside to to where you know someone that is starting today could uh, just learning powder coating could be huge in the next mm -hmm. 10 years. Um, it's just a matter of sticking with it and understanding the greater industry too. And that's why I started the podcast. Um, Ross and I both started the podcast. We are innovators uh, with a product that we're trying to get out to the world as well. And it, you know, how do we, we're so not just physically removed from the greater United States, but we, we were so far removed from the greater industry, which is why we wanted to be part of the Powder Coating Institute. And mm. um, we wanted to somehow stay in touch and learn more about our industry uh, and not just the history, but what's current events and what's happening in the future so that we can um, make better decisions as business owners and and point ourselves in the correct or right just you know better positioning or better direction um but i'd say knowing the trends or the greater trends in coatings markets is is going to be to everyone's benefit for oh, sure yeah. because i think there's a lot of change and like you said every decision people make are is going to be based around the environment and um, whether you believe climate change or not or or whatever, it is going to be directed towards that. And changing the model of the economy is with the, you know, with the Amazon effect and stuff like that. It's it's definitely um, food for thought and and knowing your place in, in all of that and where it's gonna go for you or for your business, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's that's yeah. where with some of the innovation and changes, you know, again with the technology that that slowly increments itself, you know, just the the usage of powder itself, and maybe uh, for the powder coaters, it's uh, the, the producers maybe not as good because they don't sell as much, but again, uh, it, it's it's where we're headed as as an economy, as a society. Um, we we have to do our best to preserve what we have and. Um, that all that together forms something that's that's better, I think, in the long run. I think so. Yeah, in the long run, for sure. Uh, for 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 not just the planet, but for everyone. And that's what I get so excited about in terms of like powder coatings when you're looking inside out and you're like, hello, we're over here. We've been here, <laughs> you know, for a very long time. We're not just, you know, powder wet, you know, um, and it, it's, I think the other thing too, just while we're on the topic is, is getting related industries or, you know, 
maybe having some kind of, and you and I kind of talked about this a while back is how do I, as a custom coder, local custom coder, how do I get under the noses of these architects? How do I get under the noses of these contractors? Um, How do I, uh, you know, influence them, educate them because they're the ones calling the shots really. Um, Welders, you know, I have, they're kind of a funny group. They'll either embrace it because we make their well, stuff. They'll get it. They they call powder coders funny. So, you know, Oh, do they, do they? Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame them. Um, because th- there are guys that we work with that dread taking their stuff to us because they're what I call, um, purists, right? They feel like that aluminum or that stainless steel should be just in its natural form. Well, it's not for everyone, right? Some people want color in their life, right? Uh, And so they kind of have like this hang up about it. Um, And yet there's others that are like, yeah, cover it up. It's bad. (laughs) I'm still learning. Um, and stuff. So, uh, maybe there's something that we can do to work together to, I know that the architectural committee is working on that now, but that's sort of top level, but I'm almost thinking more ground level up or, you know, uh, organic kind of reach outreach. Yeah, we are trying with with the, our architectural committee. We have formed uh, and we have a, what's called a, the three part spec that an architect can use. And we have yeah. now one for powder coating. You know, we have it on our website. We are now trying to um, actually we are going to become as PCI, a member of the architect uh, association yeah. and and try and get the word out through them that this is available and and, you know, why they would want to consider it. And yeah. The architects as a whole, and my brother's an architect, and I've talked to him, and I said, hey, you know, when you specify something, he goes, yeah, you know, Kevin, and sometimes we just don't know what's out there. Right. And, you know, we're taught to all design. All they know is what all. they learned in school. Yeah. And, you know, so getting that message out to those type of specifiers, you know, that's yeah. on the architectural side. Same thing is is true with manufacturers of equipment or parts. Many of them understand that powder coating is there. Some of them are just caught because they had a liquid system and, and the investment is hasn't right. been, I don't want to say forced, but it, it, it will change as, as time goes on. They understand about it. Yeah, We've tried to find and get information to the consumer. I mean, years ago, and I want to say this was probably in the 90s, uh, PCI put out ads through Home Depot and Walmart and, you know, just trying to educate the consumer, mm-hmm. but it is very difficult to do. Yeah. They just powder coating. What's that? You know, right. and, and they just can't fathom that that could be a coating. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and you how- mentioned it earlier to manufacturers who do powder coating for their own products, their in-house powder coating have a hard time PRing it, right? They, they just, you know, in the end, they just want a quality product that they can sell for X number of dollars to Walmart or Target or Home Depot or whatever. But the, the overlook there is, you know, okay, beyond the durability of the product, that's all they care about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's more about selling as many units as possible for the, you know, for shelving or this or that. Um, 
even so, like, you know, I've got this wall system that I actually bought um, from uh, Home Depot, kind of like a cheapy lateral, like hanging system. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, all the hooks and everything are powder. I'm like, hmm, who's got this account? Um, and, you know, it's okay. You know, you can see some kind of weld debris and stuff on there, but, you know, hey, it's parts. And it'll all get covered up anyways with something on there. But, um, you know, it, it it's too bad that it, it says that in the description when I bought it. So I'm like, okay, but it, it just kind of got overlooked. And I don't think people are actually looking for the words powder coating and then knowing what the meaning behind those, those words are. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, I look for it. I, I go looking for appliances and I, Tell my wife, you can't look at that one. No, you can't look at that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I think, but, you know, regulation, the EU is certainly coming down hard on the rest of the world and shaking its finger at us and, Mm -hmm. and, and telling us we could be doing better for everyone and everything and stuff. And, you know, um, you know, will America learn that lesson? I don't know, but you know, I know it's trying, um, and stuff. So, well, that's cool. Okay. Uh, so we do, you know, how do you educate and who do you educate? Are you trying to get more people? Is it, is it an educate more specifically a problem of educating consumers or is it more a problem of educating people industry, you know, or is it both? Well, for us right now, it's been mostly on the uh, the people doing the application, you know, the the industry side of it, of how to do it, how to do it proper, you know, what does it take uh, to do it, and and all the aspects, like you said, making sure you get the right pretreatment down, or or you know, prior to putting the coating on mm-hmm. to get to a durability level, and using the right powder coating for the right application. Um, the the consumer side we've had a much more difficult side you know we had our pct mark that uh, we wanted to put on things but even that was tough trying to get people to understand what it was and you know what does it mean what does it mean yeah and because there were the one step removed you know we're not going directly to the customer Mm -hmm. um so trying to get that message through things and there's too many layers you know i i tried to call walmart just to talk to a buyer, you know, to, to talk mm-hmm. about, hey, you should be specifying this. I couldn't get to anybody. You know, right. it, it's it's virtually impossible to get to that person that is, you know, the one specifying and talking to the consumer why you should buy my product. You right. know enough to look for it. You looked and saw that that part was powder coated and you understood what it meant from a durability, uh, you know, yeah. and everything goes with it. That education side it's very difficult and, um, and, and maybe, you know, uh, as you mentioned before, having an influencer or something, and we're, we have a, a strategic planning meeting in, in, uh, beginning of February, we're going to be talking about mm-hmm. some items on to the consumer side. What can we do right now? We don't know what the cost of that might be, but, uh, we, we just have to start having a discussion on it. I think so, because, um, even something like, HGTV or, or or something of that nature where um, you, you, you can solve a problem in a show or something like that because 
that's really where the, um, you know, the, the rubber meets the road, so to speak. And uh, because people don't know the practicality of it until they know the practicality of it. Right. Um, And then, you know, if you can get that mindset to switch from, because maybe it is easier to approach a, you, you know, that user, that end user uh, for, to, to meet that demand, because we already know that demand is going to come. We have all of the elements that make up the industry might be falling short on people right now, but once that demand starts to come, you know, employees will be more important. We will be paying them more. We will be that, that will come. Um, and there will be people for that, uh, and appreciating that. I think that's coming and it's coming with this generation, this larger generation now. Um, but you get that demand coming from the consumer side and you you will be able to meet it. It just needs to be that little kind of that one little matchstick that kind of just throws that whole switch on um, and, and, and turning it on. Yeah. Uh, and I did notice that because we are going to talk about the upcoming um uh, uh custom coder uh forum and stuff and i noticed that you had a little influencer in there and which is awesome but you you did want to reply to that so i'll let go ahead uh, i was just going to say is it, with the consumer side there is so many different types of consumers uh you know if if someone is in the automotive market versus buying a trinket versus buying something for outdoors so many different markets that people are looking at. It's a very diverse message that you're trying to get across to people. It can be, yes. Um, we've put out a couple of things on our blog just to kind of see, you know, um, obviously our Roscoe blog is mostly about automotive uh, because that's where, and then Instagram too, is where you're seeing most of that viral stuff happening. Um, most of that fan base where you're actually following a custom coder you may only get his rims done your your rims done by him once but hey you're planning on it uh pinterest is actually an underutilized believe it or not kevin uh is an underutilized platform because when people go to spend money they're using that visual search uh, engine to plan out their car purchase their upgrades to that or aftermarket stuff. Um, of course, SEMA is always huge and big and you know almost too big at, at some point. Um, and then there's the threat that SEMA is facing with regulation and stuff like that. And that's kind of a scary one if you think about it. Um, I, I, I do would, would like to get a SEMA guy on here just to kind of talk about that because it, it kind of scares me when you read about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what they want to, what the, you know, the federal government wants to do with that stuff. Uh, but um, yeah, where do you start? But I think, you know, if you think about just the, just the simple resident, you know, whether, you know, they're going to own a car, they're going to own a home. That's where you start. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, yeah, in the middle is this commercial level uh, where you have, you know, um, 
commercial jobs coming through or gates and railings and stuff. And those people will catch up because ultimately, if you educated them in their home and in their car, then if they are a contractor or an architect or this or that, you know, I, I also think, you know, architects in general and getting on that AAMA uh, group is probably good because whatever gets taught in the universities should be powder coatings. It seems like I'm, I'm shocked when I talk to an architect about how they don't know. Uh, and I'm like, well, what did you learn? <laughs> what did you learn? You know, drawing a straight line? I don't know. Um, uh, they learn about RALS and ASA. Yep. <laughs> That's about it. Yep. Um, but yeah, maybe universities too might be helpful. But yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, let's talk about the fun stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me pull up my, uh, so we've got the big announcement just this week, yep. uh, this last week. And it's, I can't believe it's here already. Uh, can you see my screen, Kevin? Yes, I can. Yeah. So powder coating week 2022 um, is actually happening in a few months. Uh, it's nice. Yeah, we had uh, had a quick turnaround from the summer, <laughs> only because our delays from last year. So we we've been working very hard to put this together. It's in a shortened time frame, but yeah. we're, we're very excited about it. Uh, we think we have uh, some some excellent presentations, both for the custom coder form, which is going to be the on March seventh. Um, we do have uh, our one one workshop that we will be also yeah. offering at the same time. Um, we, we've changed it this year to being a three-day format rather than a four-day. So that first evening, we are having our supplier uh, tabletop exhibits for all the custom coders and the 101. Um, and then the next two days are going to be a day and a half, really, of technical conferences. And we're covering a lot of things. We've got a great keynote speaker, uh, Chris Miller from Arkema and sustainability and what it means to the industry. So he's going to, you know, sort of give us a, a big opening uh, on it. And then we've got a lot of different sessions going on. One of them is on labor that we talked about yeah. uh, before, you know, how, what can you do about it? How and yeah, trying to get some good ideas. Otherwise, it's the operational uh, efficiencies as well as automation. A lot of different topics for people to learn what's new. And we always have our new technology session, which is, um, you know, but the only place that we allow any kind of, uh, uh, I guess you want to call it promotional type thing from our suppliers, mm -hmm. but, uh, we do have, uh, I think, uh, six or seven different companies that are offering, and this has to be something new, you know, talking about new technologies, mm. it can't be something that's been on the market before. Right. So they have some, and, and there's a couple of interesting ones that I've, I've heard about. So I'm, I'm looking okay. forward to sitting in on that and, and learning some new things that are coming up, coming out. So. Yeah, I'm excited to learn some new stuff too. On the workshop, what kind of guys or girls, uh, girls, we have to include girls now. There's oh, a yeah. lot of, and I'm telling you, I got news for you. <laughs> I think girl <laughs> powder coders, at least the ones I follow on Instagram are the bomb. Like they mm -hmm. have some kind of, uh, I don't know. They have some kind of a hidden talent in there that, um, you know, uh, allows them to see or be able to do things. They may, you know, like obviously weigh, you know, it's heavy industrial work, but it is artistry uh, in its core. Yeah. 
And um, yeah, so- the, the 101 workshop that we're offering is our basic uh, that we call it, you know, it's, it's uh, to learn the basics and we cover everything from, you know, what is powder? How do you make powder? You know, to is through all the uh, pretreatment uh, chemistries that are out there, or, or shot blasting. You know, how, what do you have to do to prepare? And then, then all the application equipment, the the boosts, the ovens, the conveyors, you know, all that type of stuff. So it's a it's a really good base for people to learn about it. Um, last year in in July when we held it, over fifty percent of the people in the class they did not have a powder coating system yet. I mean, it was, okay. uh, you so know, very different from, yes. Yeah. Or, or, or like you said before, someone new coming into it and is, is looking to do something. Um, the people that I talk to that are new into the systems after they come out of the class, I mean, other than uh, I do hear that we fed them with a fire hose as far as information, but yeah. they, they, they get the book and they have everything they can take back. But they said, wow, I, I didn't understand some of this, you know, from the very basic standpoint. And now, you know, issues that they were having on, on things they were trying to do. Now they understand why mm-hmm. they were having an issue or what they have to do to correct it. Um, so they, they walk away with something that's very useful immediately. Uh, yeah. So that's, it's a, it, it's a well done. And it's, I mean, it's taught by the industry experts. So they, they, they learn from the, the people that have been doing it for a while. And What's the age range? Do you find a lot of young people like 20s uh, or 30s? Well, or? Yeah, in, in this past year, probably 50% of them were under 40. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we will have some, uh, I guess, older people that are getting closer to my age, that, but they're more likely, I would call it the managers or, you know, we have some engineers that come in and said, hey, I would just moved into the, the powder equipment department. I, right. I got to learn about it, you know, that type right. of thing. So, so there are those that are coming in just because of taking a new job, taking a new position and needing to know a little bit further about them. Oh, wow. You have all these guys already signed up um, yep. for the tabletop too. Yep. So it's another place to, I call it the place to learn something new and also just network with the experts. Networking. Yeah. yeah. Bring I your mean, problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or just meet someone. Cause sometimes these companies are so big that it's really hard to kind of find a contact. Just if you do have a question, you yeah. know, about your powder coating gun or the type of powder you're using or whatever, it's a great way to kind of just connect and and try to find the right person to solve your problem yeah absolutely yep definitely yeah what else is down here okay so click to register and um so you have you you know you don't have to be a member of the powder coating institute you can come just as a uh uh, a non-member yeah non-member yeah um and uh i'm i'm actually kind of looking forward to the forum um I'm going to try to go myself. I am going. I wanted to go last year. It just didn't work out. We were shutting down again. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Back in June or July when this thing was going on. And I was just like, so just, and plus we had way too much going on here, but um, I was really kind of bummed out and um, I did want to come and I wanted to do a live podcast there and interview people and stuff like that. So, okay. I, I'm definitely tell Anne I'll be getting her up here in the <laughs> well, next. We, we look forward to having you because we think yeah. that'd be a great idea to to get it out and 
Yeah, I actually had people emailing me and asking me if I was going because they were going to just drive down and, and meet me and meet us and, and just go, you know? So, um, it was kind of cool, but I was so bummed that it didn't happen. So we, Uh, we are making a plan. Good. Well, after probably right after the first of the year, we will be having a video, um, on this event, but it was taken from the one last July and asking people, you know, first of all, what they were hoping to see. And then after it, what did they learn? So uh, there will be a video that will be posted on the website and we'll be getting snippets out onto some of the social media sites and LinkedIn and a few other things. But um, for anyone that's wondering what it's about, uh, might be a great way to learn. I think you should put that. That's why I wanted to come. So I could, you know, because that's a kind of a a way to kind of get sort of a temperature gauge on how well you guys are putting on this conference, you know, and what could be done better and stuff like that. So, and, and the other thing I will, you know, because you talked about the younger people, we do have a a group and it is, it is our young professionals uh, portion of it. It's a committee and, and we're doing it. And at the event, uh, we do have a networking event on uh, it's Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night. Uh, And again, where we allow all the, the young professionals under 40, to sort of meet each other and and we we talk about what they're trying to get accomplished you know what uh-huh. do they need and and that type of thing and it's uh, every year we've we've grown that group and um when they get together they're not quiet <laughs> right i think there's a lot to talk about in powder coatings i mean there's certainly we're certainly proving that here at the podcast <laughs> yeah. um you know and some are just you know, it's good to talk even about unsolvable problems, <laughs> um, even just to kind of get it out and just have further discussions about it. Not every problem can be solved. You'll always have to deal with this or that or whatever. But, oh, yeah. Um, but, there's but, certainly some passionate people out there. Yeah. But uh, like you said, is learning the person that you can call when you have an issue, you know, in the different areas is is enormous. I mean, that is so critical for for getting a job done especially when you get stuck on something yeah. and you know i i tell people all the time i said hey you know call me i said i know a lot of, about a little but i know someone that knows a lot about <laughs> the very detailed information you're looking for yeah and well said. all it is is just getting it networked out and finding that person yeah we can get almost any problem solved I think that that's what I love about this industry so much. And I, I said that in a past um, email blast is that, you know, as big as our industry is, it still seems like hometown kind of people that aren't, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of egocentric people in the powder coating industry as with any industry. Right. Well, I'll give you a tip uh, for the next issue coming out for Powder Coating Tough and my message. I am talking about family because we are talking about generational companies. And uh, and for me, PCI is a family. And all the people yeah. I have uh, met, I have a lot of friends and that that I, I truly call friends. And they can be competitors, but they're still my friend. And yeah, uh, it, I just, it's I nature. just find that these people, like when we've reached out for our, you know, for discussion around how we're going to deliver our patina powder coating thing, we're still working that out. And just everybody has just offered up genuine advice, genuine help. They want to see this innovation come to market. They want to help us get there. 
I'm blown away. It's very home hometown, very honest and open people. And I just, I, I love that because that, you know, I live in a small town and that's the kind of people I have around me, you know? So uh, I do like that about um, powder coating um, and in, in our little niche industry in the greater scheme of things. Yeah. Um, so let's, this one is, um, uh, oops, I don't know what, let's see. Oh, this one is so cool. This is your home site, your website, Powder yeah. Coating Institute or Powder Coating dot org. Um, and this one, I, I, I just want to touch on this really quick that I think this is awesome that you're doing this, that you're offering the free magazine in Spanish or it's, it's coming. Um, yeah, it's first, in production. First one will, yeah. First one will be coming out in January. I think uh, this is awesome. Um, I just wanted to touch on it really quick and to let everyone know that it is yeah. going to be now, is, is it going to be simultaneous to where like, if this is in English, then the same thing will be in Spanish. It'll be probably it'll be one of the issues, but delayed by a few months. So it'll first come out in the English edition and then it'll, then we will have it all uh, translated over. OK, yeah. I mean, today, uh, everything we do on the podcast or the blog or whatever has to be transcribable into multiple languages. And when you start to see, you know, people from all over the world I, you kind of, I've got people in India that are listening to the podcast. I've got people in Southeast Asia listening to the podcast and stuff. It's crazy. It, mm -hmm. uh, how many people where we can kind of unite under this one industry, you know, because their problems are the same problems we're yep, having, absolutely. right? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, um, they got problems with their guns. They got problems with their classroom or whatever you know like it's kind of funny you know but it's yeah. funny how they solve their problems too it's like they they have because of their part of the world they have access or not access to certain things and they solve it a different way so i like right. that kind of stuff where how are they solving this problem locally you know yep. um and so let's go back to the home page oh yeah the memberships that's what we're going to talk about yep. um and um Let's see, where is join today? So yeah. for as little as what, 625? For, for a custom coder, uh, for the majority of them, it'll be $625. If yeah. you're a larger one, um, over 2 million in revenue, then it's 925. So it's it's yeah. not a large membership, but you do get a lot of things included that you're showing on the screen there. Um, there are upgrades you can do and that if you are planning on attending the different events that are out there, then then the upgrades uh, typically make sense then. So yeah, and you get this awesome handbook. I think this is, you know, every job shop should have this. You oh, can yeah. buy it outright, but it you do get this um, training manual, which is what you're using off yep. of the um uh um you know at the 101 course. Um, the webinars have been pretty good. Um, I Some of them are kind of still based for industrial line coders and stuff. Um, it'd be cool to kind of see a little bit more custom coder stuff, but it's nice to get exposed to um, different people in the industry too. Um, well, yeah, well, can I sign you up for one of those webinars then? Sure. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we we are always looking for uh, interesting ideas and abstracts, you know, for something. So if you have a topic that you think would be interesting for all the other custom coders, 
definitely talk with me and, and we'll get you on the, the calendar. Let me see. How about make, how do you get a mirror finish? A chrome, I want a chrome finish on my new, on my rims. <laughs> Let, do you have chrome powder coat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do a webinar on that. <laughs> um, but this is awesome here. You get actually access to the tough mark uh, mm -hmm. This is awesome to use um, in terms of standardization on your website. You can use it on social media. Um, it comes in several different formats. You can use it on a brochure. You can use it anywhere. Any media that you publish, you can um, add this. Uh, and I do like your powder-coated tough uh, mark. I think it's important. I have it on the website. Um, yeah. I think that that's, um, you know, it, 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 if you can put it in a place where people can see it, then maybe they recognize what they're getting when they get it, you know? Yep. Um, you also have that other, uh, now I'm thinking, I'm not going to say it right, but what's the, the group, the peer groups, that's the peer it, groups, the yes. peer groups, which yep. we just couldn't pull it off this year. Um, yeah. but yeah, we, it's we CCIA, did. which is awesome. Yeah, it's, it's both PCI and CCI. We do it as a, as a joint. Um, and we did just get our, our fourth group uh, started just at the end of this last year. So we now have four groups. Um, we still could fit in a few more people in the existing groups. We will okay. look later in the year trying to start maybe a fifth one. Um, but so far, you know, everybody really likes those groups because you can you can learn a lot with it. And they, and they are all custom coders. So they're, you know, uh, non non-competing, you know, all the other yeah. things, but you can talk with them and, and they'll give you the, the true, honest feedback. You know, as I always tell them, you'll, you'll hear the good, the bad, and the ugly. And sometimes hearing the ugly is what you really need to hear. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, I think so. I mean, it, and, and, but you know, because they're your peers, it's not coming off as like some kind of authority or something you, like no, that. It's, it's, you know it's I mean? being helpful. I mean, yeah. they are trying to, trying to help uh, solve a problem for you. Right. Awesome. Yep. What else do we want to talk about? I think that was it. Yeah. I think that's what we had on the list there. Uh, you know. Yeah. Um, you're going to, you know, when you get those updates on the status of the, uh, um, on the status of the industry and how we're yep. doing in general, I'd love to have you on, even if it's just a quickie sure. uh, kind of podcast, uh, it doesn't have to be as long as this one. And um, thanks so much, Kevin. Okay. You're always the yes man. You're the <laughs> yes man. I'm like, I just, yes, yes, I'm coming on. I appreciate what? your help. I don't know why you're looking more tan than I am at this point, <laughs> but like, please ignore my white stuff, my whiteness. <laughs> I do not. I live in Maui and I just, I get sun when I go out to the car and get in the car. <laughs> well, for me, living in Milwaukee area, I'm out all summer and that's the only time I can golf. So that's the primary <laughs> time I get mine. <laughs> you got your little sun lamp on you. Yeah, there exactly, you go. <laughs> exactly. Well, again, thank you for uh, allowing me to come in and talk. I always uh, love talking with you and I am looking forward to hopefully seeing you at, at uh, in Orlando. So we Ross will, is going yeah. skiing in February. He's not coming. This is my turn. Oh, there you, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm going to do the Orlando thing. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. I'll talk to you later. Aloha, everyone. Thanks for coming and watching the show. Follow us on YouTube. 
uh, the live show or it's not a live show, but we will do a live show at some point and um, getting a lot of followers there. So thank you. Thank you very much. Of course, we're MauiPowderWorks.com. You can go to Rosscoat.com for the web uh, for the podcast. Um, and uh, thanks again for following us. Aloha.